Boy, it sure has been lonely on the podcast with no co-host. Maybe if I cross my fingers and wish really hard, Brian will appear. Come on. I uh, I, I watched Gaminiman a few times after this, after we did that review that one time, and uh, I gotta say it's a perfect movie. Brian, you're back! And I'll agree with that, that statement. That took way too long. I know, it did take too long. Um... Yeah, Brian's back. I, I've sort of forced him back into this situation. Yeah, I, I'm uncomfortable. He is uncomfortable. He actually tied me up and forced me to do this. <laughs> He's tied to the... There's a gun ch- to my head. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, so we've seen two movies recently, and you know, there has been no content on here to talk about lately. Like, theaters are dying. You saw Hubie Halloween. We did see Hubie Halloween, I guess. Or we, Yeah, that's we, a good movie. Debatably, yeah. Um, no, it's a good movie. <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. Um, but anyways, we've seen some movies without each other. We've seen some with each other. But there hasn't really been a whole lot to talk about. Uh, we didn't really have like a horror season like normal. Uh, so we kind of Halloween Kills got delayed yeah, to Hall- next year. Yeah. Candyman got delayed to next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, we just have not really had much to talk about. But there were two horror movies. I think one came out around Halloween, and one just came out this Friday, Friday the thirteenth. The day that we're recording. Yeah, this. the day that we're recording this. Um, and that was Come Play and Freaky, the new Blumhouse film. Freaky Friday. Yeah, Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis got re-released. Um, From Halloween. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but anyways, we're back to talk about these uh, two movies and. I guess to start off to say, this podcast probably won't be as serious as it was in the past because we watched these movies and really, I think we were both bored a little bit watching both uh, of them. For Come Play, it was just a lot of like leaning over and because there was actually people in the theater, which was yeah. upsetting, but it was like a lot of leaning over and like just saying stuff to each other to make each other laugh. Yeah. And then for Freaky, uh, I almost said Freaky Friday, <laughs> uh, for that movie, there was nobody in the theater, so we were just both talking the whole time. Yeah. Like we could have just done an audio commentary for the movie and it probably would have made it more enjoyable honestly um but i guess we'll start with the first one which was come play um so this movie when we saw the trailer for it looked really not great because first off it was an ipad horror movie where you could only see the creature yeah where you could only see the creature through a cell phone or ipad and it was just like this is so bad and it didn't help that the monster looked like that creepypasta the rake mixed with slender man a little bit because All I was thinking the entire time was, man, this is just The Rake. If you've ever read The Rake creepypasta, that's all it is. I haven't read that one, but it it did very much just make me think, like, oh, this is a creepypasta brought to life. Yeah, and, like, I guess the movie itself had some interesting concepts with it. It had some... It actually had decent camera work in the movie because it would have, like, long shots of just the atmosphere. You'd hear the footsteps, the creaking and whatnot. And then two seconds later, you get a jump scare that just makes everybody go, wah, in the audience. Yeah, uh, other jump scares really got me in this movie. Um, The only redeeming quality of this... No, there's... There's a few. There's a few. Uh, All the Spongebob. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, The kid... He's from Doctor Sleep, right? Yeah, I think it's the kid that played... He left... He put in a pretty decent performance as an autistic child. Yeah. Um, Jillian, Gillian Jacobs, the female, yeah, the mom, uh, her performance was actually pretty decent for what her character was, which yeah. was actually not a good person. Yeah. Um, basically, if I had to describe this movie, it's like baby's first horror film, but under studio thumb. Yeah, there's no kills that I can recall. No. Like, that was kind of one of the boring things about watching this movie, is I was like, okay, when I think horror, there's, like, cool kills, or at least there's, like, a creepy monster, and I didn't get either of those watching this, because... 
not only did the creature again just remind me of the rake the entire time, but it's like nobody dies in the movie, I'm pretty sure, until like the ending where a somewhat death kind of happens, but not really. It's more of an like of like a because I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's, I know, it's weird. <laughs> but like uh there was one there I thought there was gonna be at least one like good kill in the movie. Was this movie PG-13? Yeah, it was. Okay. it was. That's why there weren't any kills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was one... Because in the trailer, they kept showing this one scene of this guy driving. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do, like, a bright burn kind of thing with the car wreck. And I was like, maybe they're going to have a pretty decent, cool kill. Uh... You don't see anything. Yeah, you don't. And, like, that's the disappointing part of the movie is it's a lot of atmospheric setup, which is very good because, like, John Gallagher Jr. is sitting in a toll booth and he's just looking around and he hears all these creaks and cracks and whatnot. And then when he, like, puts his phone up to see something and sees the monster, he drops it and then it goes back to that atmospheric atmosphere. But then it's just downplayed by a jump scare or a lack of kills or just a lack of horror feeling to it. And that's yeah. kind of my biggest issue watching it is, like, there's isn't much and that kind of sucks when you expect a movie like this to deliver a lot of kills a lot of fun but like never gives that yeah i i can say that for the most part this movie kind of bored me it did just yeah. because i i wanted so much out of it like i i i knew going in that it wasn't gonna be great but there was so much out of it that i wanted and all i got was a slimy cgi looking monster mm -hmm. which like that's a whole thing in and of <laughs> yeah. its own. Yeah. Uh, decent acting, pretty decent child acting, actually. Yeah, I will. That was my biggest fear going in was the child, child actors. Acting, yeah, and the child acting was actually pretty good. Like the yeah, kid from Doctor yeah. Sleep, he put in a pretty decent performance. The other three kids that weren't really that integral to the plot yeah they were actually pretty decent yeah like, the one when the one kid gets traumatized by the story and is just like sitting there not talking it's very good because yeah. he just looks like he is out of this world the entire time I'm like that's great they, they picked that a smart kid that kid's mom is off camera just like doing the shut up, shut up, yeah stop. pretty much <laughs> um but another thing that was interesting about the movie was like i didn't necessarily hate the characters like uh, There's is, definitely one character that you're kind of meant you're, to hate. You're meant to hate. But, like, uh, Ali, for instance, has autism in the movie. And so a lot of it is him doing things. Like, they obviously studied how autistic kids act and whatnot. Because, like, he's rubbing his own skin. He'll, like, spin in circles when he's anxious. Yeah. And, like, he's always clinging to his iPad. Like, SpongeBob, which gets the biggest product placement ever in this movie for no reason. Like, he's... I don't even think Viacom was connected to it. I, I don't... Was this a Paramount movie? I don't no. think it was. Yeah, no. so, like, I don't get that. But... Um, it's just a lot of that that's happening throughout the movie that you're like, okay, they did their homework. And then, like, John Gallagher Jr. is just a stereotypical dad character. He, he works a job. He's cool. His he's son loves him. He's kind of a deadbeat. But kind of, basically. Yeah. Um, and then the mom, who arguably might be the character you're the supposed to kind of... Yeah. yeah. Because throughout the movie... It's, she's kind of like, oh, she's a stereotypical, like, kind of a boring mom. Yeah. And then as it goes on, you find out that she's, like, kind of been ruining her own son's life mm -hmm. for no reason. Like, uh, one of the kids that he was friends with, he, uh, like, I guess he hit him one time. And the mom pretty much said that, oh, he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore because uh, he doesn't like him or something yeah. so he doesn't have any friends now and like there's even a point in the movie where she just says why can't you be normal like she yells it at him yeah and i i, I just like looked over at hayden and was like oh yeah because like that's the whole mixed thing with the movie is like you're supposed to not hate these characters but then the mom is just like 
so rude yeah to her own child and like I get it. Like, kids with autism do have hard times making friends, obviously. They they tend to, like, you know, struggle with that social interaction. And, like, yeah. if he genuinely did make a friend here, you shouldn't take that away because he made one mistake of punching him. Yeah. And that's why you kind of don't really like her. And even, like, when Ollie says in the movie, I'm going to go with Larry, you understand why. Because like why, why would you want to stay with the mom? Like, there's no yeah, reason she, to. Like, uh, even, even the autistic kid was able to figure out, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I don't give a shit about spoilers. Yeah, neither do uh, I. Spoilers get, ahead, sorry. We get to the technical, like, one death in the movie, which isn't really a death, where uh, Ollie is about to go with Larry, and then the mom just, like, grabs Larry's hand, and she's like, I'll go with you, because I want my son to stay here and be happy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she goes with him, and she turns into, like, this freaking monster thing. It's I don't, creepy looking. She... It's pretty decent looking. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and then it just gets thrown away <laughs> because yeah. you don't care after that. Um, the but, movie could have ended like five times after that part. Too. Yeah, there there were some rules set up in the world that were interesting because the way they made it sound, it was like, oh, that Larry can only come out of like this one screen. I thought at first, and I was like, okay, so this one haunted phone, if they destroy it, easily can't. But then he's like going onto TVs, iPads out of nowhere, like the kids and stuff. Like I was just like, okay, so there's the rules that he could just come out of anything pretty much because they made it seem like oh if you destroy the one device larry can't come out but no it turns out larry's just like he's in god mode he can do whatever he wants basically this movie was written by amish people i think i they hated technology (laughs) the entire movie they like run into a field and they're like no technology here so that's like that's like the whole thing is like no technology yeah nothing and like I don't know Thomas if that, I don't know if they're trying to make a commentary about how attached we are to these things like internet oh, they are. like internet horror stories and stuff like that or like if it's trying to basically say something about how like we treat people with autism different when really that they're kind of the same as like so every other regular be person. Hey, buddy. Yeah, so we shouldn't treat them like they're stupid, like they yeah. are just regular people. And like that's the thing with this movie. It's a lot of mixed messaging. It's very boring. It, it's just like I'm not gonna recommend it. I think I give it like a four on Letterboxd or something like a four out of ten. But if you want to show your kid a mediocre horror film, yeah. just get him started off. Then I would say this could be it because uh, it's got SpongeBob in it, mm-hmm. but also it has an okay enough message. It's not super scary. Like the jump scares might get your kid if they uh, haven't seen a horror film before. But other than that, like it's 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 a pretty run-of-the-mill horror film. Yeah, that's how I'd describe it. Uh, My rating is... Watch it if you want. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I I don't think I'll recommend it, and I don't don't know how many people will watch it, because, uh, for instance, The Empty Man was in theaters the same time and got pulled immediately because it bombed. No one blew into the bottle. Yeah, no one blew into the bottle, I guess. Um, But then... uh, somehow come play makes more money and it's still in theaters so i guess it kind of shows what audiences want from horror now which they should just name this movie larry i, I know drawn more people living like larry. living like larry uh also another thing can we stop with these happy endings in horror films yeah uh we're gonna get that we're gonna have that same sentiment for the next movie we talk about too like happy endings i get it you want your movie to have a happy ending uh I would say Halloween 2018 kind of had a happy-ish Happy-ish, even though you're like, Michael's not dead. Yeah, like, (laughs) I get why happy endings exist, but at the same time, I... I, Sometimes a 
a sad ending will make make me leave the movie happier. Yeah, like because it'll be like cooler. Yeah, like and I know like mainstream horror is kind of turning away from that like dark, depressing ending. They're like, oh no, we got to make this movie super happy for the audience. And then like a twenty. Your name is Angela Elgort. Angela Elgort. Fuck. The guy that did Hereditary. <laughs> uh. Oh, Ari Aster. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Ari Aster and you're like, nah. Or, uh, you're, Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers, and you're leaving this movie feeling awful afterwards. Yeah, fucking Ansel Elgort. Yeah, Ansel Elgort. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, that's all we got to say about Come Play. We'll move on to Freaky now. Looking like Lee. Well, uh, no year would be complete without three Blumhouse movies. Um, three? Isn't there three? There's Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. Oh, The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man, Man and, then, and this, yeah. Uh, Freaky Friday the 13th. Yeah. So, no year would be complete without three Blumhouse movies. Um, I guess before I start, I should just say I like Blumhouse Universal better than Blumhouse Sony. Blumhouse Sony produces garbage. Fantasy Island. Yeah, Fantasy Island. Um, the Blum- best movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blumhouse Universal does Your Invisible Man, uh, Get Out, Us, um, Halloween, 2018. Halloween 2018, Upgrade, The Happy Death Days, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's a mixed bag, I would say, at Blumhouse Universal. It's yeah. not bad straight across the board like most Sony Blumhouse films are, but um, the thing about I guess I should say the the director behind this one is it's the same guy that made both Happy Death Days, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, yes. and I believe at least one or two, maybe three of the uh, Paranormal, Paranormal Activity films. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of mixed on this director because I saw both the Happy Death Days, and I liked two a little bit more than one. I thought one was a little too cliche in a lot of areas and was not really that great. Uh, Two is fun, but also really illogical in a lot of parts, and it's not a fantastic movie. And then I go to see Freaky, and I'm like, okay, this looks like a bonkers premise that I will love because it is Vince Vaughn playing a high school girl and trying to somehow track down this killer that is in her body, and I was like, that is gonna be the most fun thing on the planet to watch. And what we got was, like, a movie I had fun with at times, and then I was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of like this director's style. He likes to make these movies where these kids are out of touch, they don't sound like regular kids that would, you know, talk nowadays, and it seems like he's got the gore kind of down and, like, some of the horror elements, but then, like, he'll just throw in bad dialogue that ruins the scene. And that's kind of my issue with this director is, like, dialogue sucks, but the movie's presentation is not half bad. Yeah, uh... The guy did get his uh, early credits in Paranormal Activity, so you can't, like, <laughs> yeah. expect too much. Yeah, um, so with Freaky, like I said, I was bored at times, and then there were other times I had fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say this is horrible, because I don't think that it is. I don't know if I would say it's, like, great or anything. I, I think fine is the way I will describe it. it- I would definitely say it's 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 something that I would go watch with friends. Yeah. Because you're gonna have a even like a packed theater. It's a it's a good movie for like a packed theater. I would say because mm-hmm. it's the fucking kills, dude. They're so good. Yes, and that's been a thing with Blumhouse. Their kills are incredible. Yeah. Even if I don't like Jason Blum. Halloween 2018 had some pretty yeah. good kills. Uh, 
get get out had some fun kills. Us uh, had some cool yeah. kills. Um, I the happy death days have fun kills in a way. Um, I haven't seen those. Okay, um, but like they, they do have fun creative kills. Even the Invisible Man had fun kills. Um, yeah. and up, upgrade yeah. especially. Um, but I I really was interested in this movie mainly because of Vince Vaughn going in the high school girl's body. Um. And I gotta say, the beginning of this movie was very hard to get into. Well, there's the... Okay, there's the opening, like... It's almost like Scream, yeah. the opening is. Because it's just, like, people start getting killed in the yeah. opening. Yeah, it's it's It definitely reminds me of Scream. Uh, and then it cuts to the boring, like, opening, like, school stuff. And it's like, okay, let's get through this yeah. so we can get to the, the good stuff with Vince Vaughn again. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, Vince Vaughn's the best part of this he movie. He is. He really is. He's he's got his comedic chops like turned up to eight yeah. for this movie. Uh, what I'll say about Blumhouse is they they have been known obviously for trying to write dialogue around teenage kids, and it's, not it, it's these forty-some-year-old writers that don't know what they're doing because like a lot of the line delivery, like. There's the stereotypical gay character in this movie. The stereotypical flamboyant gay Flamboyant character. gay character. But, like, it's not written realistically, which I think was my biggest issue a lot of the movies. Yeah. Like, I'm, there's no way that anybody that is flamboyant is like this. They turn it up to 100 at Blumhouse. I'm like, they're, I hate that. that they just do that. In this movie, their dialogue sucks. I know. You've got the generic, uh, stereotypical, like, girl bully character yep. who just uh, says stuff to put the person down, which that doesn't really happen. No much no. anymore uh like yeah there'll be mean comments from time to time but it's not like they just straight up bully yeah. one person you've got your stereotypical rapey jocks which i haven't seen since fucking 13 reasons why yeah that great series mm -hmm. like that's just kind of the issue is like they write these kids that are so unrealistic nowadays and i hate <laughs> the teacher yeah even the teacher that is like a straight up jerk to just millie is unrealistic and that's yeah. My biggest issue is Blumhouse does not understand younger audiences. It's like the Steve Buscemi with the skateboard. How you do, fellow kids. That's basically all it is. And, like, it, it, it's you, yeah. Um, but, like, that was my biggest issue is the whole beginning besides the kill at the beginning or kills at the beginning is that. Yeah. And when Vince Vaughn finally switches, that's when the movie gets somewhat better. Yes. And I think what I like about it is, at first, it's this girl has woken up in Vince Vaughn's body, and she she runs out in public, obviously, which is the first thing you should not do. She's trying to talk to all the people she knows normally, and they're screaming, it's a Blissfield butcher, and then yeah. she's running around back to her high school, she's having to prove to her friends that it's her, and, like, you know, she's, she's like, oh, there's a difference in boys' body versus ours, because she gets, like, kicked in the balls, and it's like, oh, I have two of them, and it's like... It's it's somewhat kind of funny. It's, there's a scene where uh, it's Vince Vaughn with the in, with the girl's uh, like mind and everything. He's in the stall peeing, and then he just starts playing with his dick, like, yeah, flopping it back and forth and everything. And it's like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, or like she'll comment like, "Man, I'm really strong, and I'm also super tall He's and stuff." Six foot five. Vince yeah, Vince Vaughn, Vaughn. and it, it's it's funny because it is like this girl that has woke up in just this dude's body and never felt anything like this before meanwhile when the serial killer vince vaughn breaks up or uh, wakes up in the girl's body his whole thing is like i'm gonna dress really hot and slutty and it's gonna attract all of the boys in the area to me. slutty i mean cool cool my bad uh but basically dresses up like that and all the boys in the area flock to her because they obviously because Wanna the, go. the whole joke with that is that, oh, she dresses uh, comfortably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole thing is, oh, she's not hot because of the way she dresses. Meanwhile, she's still, like, 
pretty attractive. Yeah, pretty attractive. I was gonna uh, say. And then yeah, she she puts on black shirt, jeans, and a leather a red leather jacket. It's like oh, she's hot now. Yeah, because wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, and like all of the all the jocks, of course, want to get with her at that point, yeah. and that that's the draw. That's so, when they become rapey. Yeah, and they, that's another thing; they become super rapey after that. Like you, you've, you've heard our review on Black Christmas from last year by now. Like, yeah, you know, you know how I feel about <laughs> this kind of shit. Yeah, but like that's the thing is like. Uh, then after that, like after Vince Vaughn and them switch bodies and it picks up, it's like the kills are. Traffic kills are so good. They're good, but it's like there aren't that many. I was kind of disappointed by. But when you get them, when you get them, they're very good because yeah. like there's a cryo chamber one that's very good. Table saw one we both absolutely love. Yeah, because the fucking teacher's a piece of shit. He's the shop teacher, which already. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a piece of shit to Millie the whole time, and then she, or the. Uh, fucking the bu- blissful butcher, butcher in her body gets the payback for her and it's just like a cut down the middle but you get to see the gore yeah. it looks be- it's fucking dope yeah looking. it's it's better than another one that cuts away with a chainsaw we were very disappointed well, by we that one you get to see the aftermath yeah. but at the same time like you want to see cool it to see. Yeah, yeah you want to see it um but like the kills are good for when they do show up but it, it wasn't as many as what i was thinking and then like the movie will get very weird at times with where it's going. Like, for instance, there is a scene where this guy named Booker that Millie has had a crush on the entire time in the movie yeah. is, like, sitting in the car with, of course, her and Vince Vaughn's body, and they're talking back and forth, flirting, and he gets in the back seat, and then he kisses Vince Vaughn, and yeah. it's really weird, the but also... The school student kisses the 50-year-old man. Yeah, and it, it, it's supposed to be comedic. Yes, I did laugh at it, but it's also just strange. I, I got angry and punched the cup that I had. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like, this is the thing with Blumhouse. Like, they can make movies that actually are thought-provoking, like, of course, Get Out and Us, and then you go and, and watch Fantasy something... Island. And Fantasy Island. And then you go and watch something like Freaky, and you're just like... Why are we watching Vince Vaughn kiss it, a young man? It's just Freaky Friday with serial killers. Yeah. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's even in, like, I think you read it on IMDb. On IMDb. It's, yeah. It says that it's, like, I think it says it's basically, like, loosely based on the original novel that Freaky Friday, the Disney movies, yeah. are based on, which I, I definitely expected that because of how seamless it was yeah. that it was inspired by um, but a lot of characters in the movies are just like either underwritten or just kind of like meh cause like the two best friend characters they're fine I guess but like they're boring they're very boring to get attached to in I've the movie seen I've seen it so many times already I know the mom in the movie is an alcoholic it's Laura Dern yeah it, <laughs> it's not it, actually, looks, it looks like her yeah it's, it's like they couldn't get Laura Dern so they hired someone that kind of looked like her yeah uh, but she's an alcoholic lost her husband a year ago and she's trying her best to basically baby Millie she wants to keep her around and stuff and then has one dialogue exchange with Vince Vaughn and then changes her tune at the ending it's like I want you to go to college I'm tired to being clingy to you and I'm like that's it that's the growth that you yeah. get from that one scene and then there's a the sister who's a cop yeah and, yeah <laughs> yeah like all that disappointed me too I thought that was gonna go somewhere but it's not even an arc she just does cop things and then shows up at the ending that's it threatens to shoot the black kid <laughs> yeah yeah which was a Blumhouse statement right there of course but um <laughs> that that's kind of the thing is like a lot of these characters like Vince Vaughn and Millie are the only two you care about because you get you kind of get a radar on Vince Vaughn he's a wolf in sheep's clothing he can adapt to situations 
And that's why you love the fact that he is like owning being this teenage he's girl. The best fucking yeah, part. he's the best part. And then he's awesome, of course, playing Millie. But like, it's just those characters are the only two. I was like, all right, let's watch this, you know, dichotomy go back and forth between these two. Everybody else, I don't care because you are written so poorly. Yeah, I, it, 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 I had fun with this movie. I did, yeah. Uh, I think one of the, my favorite, like, not one of my favorite favorite, but like one of the better lines of dialogue in this movie was uh, one of the rapey jocks at the at the party towards the end was like up against her and he was like, oh, hey, we're going to get together, right? And he grabs her uh, butt and she just leans over and she's like, you make my pussy dry. And uh, she's like, I can't wait to kill you later. And he just like backs off a little bit. Yeah, and now somehow... Just like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and somehow he takes away from that, yeah, I think she wants me. I'm like, yep, that's what I take away from this situation. So, so, they, so he gets two of his buddies and they try to fucking rape her yeah. and she just murders them. And I know Blumhouse has handled rape Black Christmas Black Christmas style and it's been very very bad the way they handle it and here it's, I don't know if I'd say it's better than Black Christmas, like it I, I don't want to say. It's not handled well. Not it's well. It's just handled in the way of, oh, murder. Yeah, oh, murder. <laughs> murder rapist, basically. And like Which that, I'm okay with. That's fine, yeah. It's he just need like. more kills. I know. Blumhouse needs to work on writing situations like that. Blumhouse better. needs to work on writing. I, especially that. But like, that's the thing is like, a lot of this movie is that. It's a lot of writing issues. It's a lot of character issues. The kills are cool. But like, with Freaky, it's like. I'm kind of sitting here going, what do I do with this movie after I've watched it? Because if I do rewatch it, it's for Vince Vaughn only. And it's mainly because... I'll probably rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, it's like Vince Vaughn's great comedically. That's yeah. been proven in most of the movies that he's in. Like, Dodgeball, I love Vince Vaughn and Dodgeball. But, like, that's the thing the is, like... The Psycho remake. The Psycho remake. He's very funny in that. But, like, that's the thing is, I don't know if this is a Blumhouse film I would watch again. Because it's like, the Happy Death Days. I watched them both once, and I have not seen them since because I don't have an urge. And... Like, uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. I watched the movie, had no urge to rewatch that. The Paranormal Activities, have not watched those in years. I would say this movie is one of those movies where if, like, you are getting around with a couple of buddies and you're looking for something to just throw on to, um, laugh at or pass the time, this is definitely one of those movies. It, it definitely is. And, like, that's the thing is, like, this was no us, this was no get out. But it was not as better bad. Better than Fantasy Island. Yeah, better than Fantasy Island and Black Christmas, especially. But, like, that's the thing. I, I don't know what to say about Jason Blum. Because you and I both don't really like Jason Blum. We, I we, still love his fucking... He was having a fucking, like, mental breakdown after Black Christmas came out because nobody liked it. Uh, yeah, I know. That, too. And, like, that's the thing. is like, I don't really like Jason Blum. I, I feel like what sucks about him is, like, he'll approve any idea... But he never like proofreads the scripts or is like. He's one of the biggest frauds. In he the he really is because like he just lets his team of like 30, 40 year old writers just write all of this dialogue and he doesn't think anything about it. I mean, I wouldn't doubt he asks it like I don't know his kids probably like do you do you kids talk like this and you're like yeah dad sure why not and like that's the thing is just hello fellow hello fellow kids is all Jason Blum is um. I, I would somewhat recommend this on on the recommendation if you like Vince Vaughn comedically definitely see this if you're looking for like a good horrorish film with kills i'd say maybe it depends yep. on your preference it's got more kills than the original halloween that's y good enough yeah yeah but like that's that's my recommendation i think i'm leaning towards like like a six with this movie almost because it's just fine i it, that's been the running theme this year it's been like everything i watch is just fine <laughs> yeah uh for me this movie it's it's not great, but I did like it yeah. for the most part. Um, I would I can see myself watching it again, uh, 
but by most standards, it's not, it's not like the best film in the world. There's only there's only two actors in the movie that are have any redeeming qualities. I know. Uh, I would I would recommend it just for the sake of having something fun to watch. It's a movie you can have fun with. Yeah, and I think Friends, of course, like Brian said, will enjoy it. But like, yeah. and again, for the people that hate Vince Vaughn because of certain political beliefs, if you hate an actor for his political beliefs. What's wrong with you? Because, like, you should put that aside when you watch the movie. I didn't know you were going to bring Paul. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Like, it, it's I know. It, horrible. I, uh, but, like, I, I don't care that Vince Vaughn may or may not be a certain supporter. Like, if he is, that's his own personal thing. He's an actor in a movie. Who, who this cares? This movie should have gone straight to Netflix. It really should have, if you this think about it. This would have gotten them so much more money. I know. Because I think we... We don't have a confirmed number, but we think that, according to my very quick and light Googling, uh, we think that the uh, fucking budget for this movie was $5 million, Mm -hmm. and the current box office is $4,200,000, which isn't horrible. It's already almost made back its budget. Uh, I can definitely see five million being the budget for this movie because they didn't really do anything anything too mm-hmm. extravagant. No, yeah. The uh, special, ef- like the the fucking gore special effects looked pretty good. Yeah, like it was that was pretty decent. I'm not I'm not sure if it was CG or if it was practical. I didn't give a shit to look into it. I I don't. The body on the the table saw looked a little CG when it was like. Cut it might have just half. been the blood. Might have just yeah, been CG. Yeah. Uh, I know that the because there's the whole thing where he's stabbing her with that dagger, which mm-hmm. is spoilers, but uh, the sky was definitely CG. The Mayan temple was cool. It looked cool, yeah. but you could tell how it yeah, was CG. Oh, and I guess we should mention spoilers for the ending. Uh, we talked about happy endings, and oh yeah. This one, you definitely think there's not going to at a certain... Because you think it's like, oh, they uh, they killed the Bliss, F- Blissfield? Yeah, Blissfield. Blissfield Butcher. They're, he's gone now, and they're taking his body. Uh, and then you see that he took the thing off his finger that keeps uh, his that measures his uh, pulse. So he's alive. Uh, and they're like at the house. And you're like, oh, they're still going to have a happy ending. They're just kind of setting it up for maybe a sequel. And then he's in the house, and he starts beating the shit out of him. And you're like, oh, is it going to be, like, a cool, like, murders-them-all yeah. ending? Yeah. Which I would have been okay with. That, that would have been, been awesome. awesome. Uh, and then, no, they just fucking stab him like a vampire through the chest with a stake. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. I guess Blumhouse is like, no bad endings anymore. I mean, God, that would have been just... It would have been I would have loved it if he just killed them, and then in the next movie they had Danny DeVito. That'd be cool, yeah. We or like, or about that it's a, it's a new girl, new family. Vince Vaughn goes after. I I don't know. Oh, they do like a Knives Out kind, kind of thing kind that we talked thing. about when they were talking about doing a Knives Out sequel, where they just kept one character, yeah, which is the main one you care about. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not an executive Blumhouse. I'm not Jason Blum. What would I know? So, uh, not a lot. Not a lot, obviously. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. That's all I have to say about these two movies we saw sorry guys there's like nothing out right now <laughs> for for being a good enough film i would say go watch freaky just yeah. for the sake of seeing something fun. or you know if you just want to stay at home because of covid that's fine too we're not gonna force no. you to go oh we're gonna round everyone up and you're gonna yes. have to go watch freaky <laughs> you have to go watch it at our theater keep your soul keep it's your gonna die the theaters alive yeah um but this i imagine this would hit vod at some point it's it, very yeah. quickly it's a shame that Halloween Kills didn't. I, I'm almost... Remember, I kind of talked to you about this. I almost think that because the character yeah. of Vince Vaughn Vince reminded Vaughn me... Vince Vaughn is like Michael Myers if he talked. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> uh, like, yeah. 
He even I, uses the big knife. Yeah, that might have been like why they scheduled it differently. They're like, oh, these two characters are quite similar. I mean, it was pretty on par for a later Halloween sequel. Yeah, too, so. oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I don't know what the heck I'll be back with next, but, you know, we're getting to Black De- Christmas. Black Christmas. We're getting to December. I know I people have been telling me you're missing the new Charlie Kaufman film. I will get Andy to Kaufman? it. Andy Kaufman? Yeah, Andy Kaufman. I'm, I'm missing back. I'm missing the devil all the time right now. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll get to those eventually. It's just been school. I'm trying to wrap up exams here. And then Mulan and Soul will drop in December. Well, you're and planning on doing a podcast for your Adam Sandler thing, right? Yes. Uh, that was recorded. And I'm editing out some parts currently. And then it's going to be... Was there some explicit stuff, Hayden? No, it was like there would be some points in it where I it was like I stopped talking to like take a water break and then oh. I would kind of zone out and be like, oh wait, I'm still recording this, so I'm cutting it down so it flows more naturally. But yeah, that'll be coming out soon. Um, obviously, the top five best and worst of the year will be coming towards the Not end of the me. year. Not for you though; it'll just be me. Um, but yeah, so. top five movies I've seen. These are all movies. That These I've are all seen. movies I've seen. <laughs> very, very nice. Um, very nice. Very yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. I guess now I'll I'll wish Brian away. Go back to oh, retirement. No! Well, Brian's gone. It's back to me being a singular co-host, everyone. So thank. <laughs> oh. What the heck is Larry in the car with me? Larry, what are you doing here? No, don't crawl out of my iPhone.